0: My peoples, it's your boy Ken here from the Green Beach Podcast, welcoming you to another episode, another edition, and as always, that is AJ. He is the green, I am Ken, I am the beach, and we have with us Mr. Ricky R-E-L-A-X, Nurse (laughs) of Miss of the um, New York Jets. What's going on, Ricky?
1: Good evening, Jets. Great to be here. Good to see, brother Rick. I wish I had joined you on the heels of a bigger announcement, a greater announcement, but <laughs> right now we have two major QBs in a holding pattern, so we will discuss. <laughs> oh, yes,
0: that is correct. So, you see this episode is today is called Let Me Out, and you know, <laughs> it's been an interesting time since we last met up. Um. Now, as I said, this episode is called Let Me Out because many folk across the various disciplines have made statements of this nature, even if it's not necessarily phrased the same way, several times. This is the NFL offseason and many players have been on their way to pastures new. And on the football or soccer field, we had a prominent head coach, absolutely flame his owner, general manager and the players, basically saying, I'm a winner and you all are losers and have been losers long before I got here. This was Antonio Conte, former manager of Tottenham Hotspurs, who ensured he got fired during his days off, this (laughs) being the international break. But especially since Conte wasn't wrong, we won't waste our time talking about his ranting at his former employers. No, as I said, we have Ricky here, Mr. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets himself. To talk to us about the new york perspective of the longest running saga in nfl circles mr aaron rogers and of course this is where we go off the rip so since we were last year rogers announced on the Pat McAfee show that he was taking his talents to the meadowlands or at least he would like to if the clubs can come to an agreement and make this trade happen on top of that we are getting reports that the packers are even saying that you know they don't even need necessarily to get the Jets' first round pick to make this trade happen the their general manager has said that you know he wishes that they would have had more conversation with rogers directly before he came to the public with his trade demands. so ricky as you are Mr. Jets, we know that AA Rod wants out. So, from your perspective, does this actually happen?
1: Yes, I believe it happens because the Diva has landed. The Diva lands every year around this time for the last three years. The Diva has gotten very creative um, from the time that franchise in Wisconsin uh, drafted. Um, or, or I should say, fell out of love with Aaron, and and opted to fall in um, love with a young QB. We have had, we've seen this guy demonstrate this every single, every single year. I think the difference this time is he he had a deaf a desperate, sorry, franchise in in the Jets, and unlike previous years the, the packers have drawn the line so i think this happens simply because Green Bay needs um Green, Green Bay needs him out of there uh i don't even understand the delay other than maybe the the second year maybe what's the dispute in terms of trying to work out compensation for a man that may not go beyond one single year but in terms of this season, um, both sides probably want this to happen sooner rather than later. Uh, so I think it gets done because Green Bay, on the Green Bay side more so than the New York Jets side, they need him out of there uh, so that young Jordan can, you know, can can take control and form his relationships with the team. So I think it will happen for that reason. I think the the comments that we heard yesterday from both sides, um, would indicate that it's going to happen as well. There's, there's no reason why the Green Bay GM needs to come out and say anything about the compensation. Uh, the fact that say, um, our head coach and our GM chose to speak at the uh, at the meetings in Arizona yesterday as well so openly about it tells me that it's going to happen, and it's probably closer to the finish line than anything else right now. Okay. What were well, you, Agent? Do you agree with Ricky's assessment? I do
2: actually. I'll go one step further and say that all parties involved need this to happen. All parties involved. This is including your Jets Rick and, and you know I usually love to take a <laughs> stab at your team. But this is not even that. But I believe that this situation right now is, is irreparable in every single aspect. In every way you could point your directions with every arrow pointing from whoever to whoever. It's irreparable. So it has to get done. Ricky already articulated the, the issue between Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. That, that marriage is done. They've both come out publicly and made it known that they want, they want out of the marriage, right? Even though um, the Gutenkunst and whoever else could come out and say that they didn't, they didn't like the fact that Aaron Rodgers came out and said so preemptively, Um, before getting the deal done the fact is we all knew before that all of the rumblings were saying before that that they were tired of of his antics and they wanted him out it's it's time it was time it's time for them to move on they already drafted their young qb that they want to move on to as ricky already said as for rogers like he he knows the time is up too he can't be a packer anymore after all this to go back i mean this man, has, he's pulled some wild stunts over the years, right? But this would be the most deplorable of acts if he has to go crawling back on his knees to Green Bay. And he won't do that. You know how proud this man is. He won't do it. In the Jets situation, I think that based on the fact that the other QBs who were available, who would have been less, less right. of a news article, <laughs> mm. now that they have actually found new homes while you all were y'all ricky jets Mm -hmm. were trying to to navigate through this whole aaron Rodgers saga it kind of leaves you all in a space now where you have to make it happen because you don't have a qb similar to similar to aaron Rodgers not being like we we know he can't go back to being a backer. Dak wilson can't start anymore and (laughs) then what else there is no one else that the jets can get at this point that will improve the quarterback who well i mean there's a potentially, a, there's potentially, a potentially there okay. <laughs> in the comments, yes, yes, we're yes, we'll get into that discussion a bit later. But <laughs> I just think that y'all have positioned yourselves, yes. in a corner, into a corner, yes. backed yourselves into a corner, basically. And it now has to be Rogers or bust. I mean, if you're able to pull off this man that we're about to talk about in the next segment, <laughs> well, as the heist of the century. But I, I believe for right now, yes, Rogers to the Jets does get that. So I have
0: a question for you, Ricky. How much of this desperation that you spoke of, because we know that the Jets are desperate in this entire scenario, right? How much of this desperation would you put on the owner? Because the owner has backed your GM and your head coach into a corner. I remember when, like it was two seasons ago, when you guys had hired Salah, you came on here and you made mention of how good a job Joe Douglas was doing and how great you know, things were looking for your Jets moving forward. And now we find that he's, well, he is trying to find a way to save his job. Sala is also trying to find a way to save his job. And now you don't have a quarterback, which means you now they're swinging four defenses, and that is going for Aaron Rodgers. How much of this is the owner's fault?
1: I I think the majority is the owner's fault because the reality is that Woody Johnson wants the brand name and the cachet that is Aaron Rodgers. Um, He needs it because we've always been second class citizens, not only in the um, New York City area, but even in the state of New York, because a lot of people forget that Buffalo is actually in New York. So we are technically the worst team in our own state and the worst team in our division. For quite some time. So Woody Johnson has meddled as Woody Johnson does. Um, I think if this were a football decision, there would be conversation around another QB or other QBs. There may have been a greater push, for example, at Derek Carr. But I think because this is a, I need to raise the profile of my franchise. I need to stop being the butt of many jokes and second-class citizen. Uh, we are here because of Woody Johnson. We are also here because whether it is Woody Johnson, Joe Douglas, or all of them collective responsibility, we opted not to take Justin Fields and to take this young man by the name of Zach Wilson. And let me just rant here for a bit.
0: Of course. I
1: had an issue with Josh Rosen. I had an issue with Zach Wilson. There is overlap in the issues that I had with both of those QBs came from privileged backgrounds, never worked too hard, never had to really struggle to perform or to succeed, and were handed these opportunities on a platter as the number two picks in their respective drafts. And I always felt that when you get certain positions and certain players of that type of background that they didn't have to work too hard, they going to start working hard when they get to the to the NFL. The, the the sense of entitlement comes out of their pores, and you see it in the way they carry themselves. And hence, I was not surprised with the Zach Wilson situation. It is not a second guess because I never wanted him. And I'm on record with that. So chickens coming home to roost here. But this is this is on Woody Johnson because Aaron Rodgers will give something. That unfortunately the other QBs probably couldn't deliver. There's a relevance now. The Jets are finding themselves in conversations on, on the talk shows every single day. Adam Schefter is reporting on the Jets every single day. That don't happen. So the reality of it is that's how we ended up here. And the reason why it frustrates me is that I you know this is gonna be this is gonna be a 12-month dance. This ain't going that, this man ain't playing a second year. So we're going to have to get what we can here. And I'm hopeful that somehow next month in that draft, we also, you know, roll some dice and, and and draft a young QB, like what the 49ers did with Juan Brock Purdy. Because Zach Wilson ain't it. I didn't think he was it two years ago. I know he ain't it now. So we still have to go for it, as we say we're going to do with Aaron. But we need to use a full front pick, in my opinion, and get that young QB out of Purdue or get that QB out of Stanford and, and let's have an alternative to Zach Wilson for 2024. End of brand.
2: I, I, I do want to ask a question, and this is this is not to, I'm, I, this is a genuine question, like, just in, for the sake of discussion as well, right, just to, Ken, you don't mind, right, Ken, before we move on? Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, just while we, while, some things that came to mind while you were responding there so first of all it's kind of like a two-part question it's more about zach wilson as right. as you got into him so first of all i, I remember specifically we've been doing this like drafting right. um our our draft zoom calls for a few years now i remember specifically right. you were not high on zach wilson i'll give you that much right and and i'm not suggesting anything but i'm asking you genuinely because opinions can change over time and they can change back it, it it's right. fine I, I think that's normal it happens like there was a point in time where i was staunch arteta out. Oh, no if arteta leaves arsenal i'll probably cry <laughs> right <laughs> Good point. but was there ever a first the first part is was there ever a point in time where you actually believed okay zach wilson might work out and then secondly know that we are where we are and we know that that he hasn't worked out and he's not going to Or do you think y'all are going to cut him before that because when did he get drafted again i, I can't remember how many Years he would right. have this. Left. This, this is-
1: would be her This would be his third season. Um, so to answer the first part, no, yeah. because I believe in the leadership quality. Okay. I am a big Tom Brady hater. But I'm all I've also grown into a Tom Brady fan. Right? Okay. There are other QBs that may not have the, the decorated careers. But I've learned that leadership matters, right? I never saw those traits in young Zach Wilson. Right? Okay. I saw them in Fields and Trevor Lawrence. And those were the two that I, I was like, yes, one of these two, I get one. These two, I'm good. When I heard his yeah. Zach Wilson talk, I could not believe it. I legit was like, there is no way that we're going to bypass Justin Fields for this BYU Cougar, pun intended. Good night, Kurt Appleweight, with the um, <laughs> statement on Mills, right? Cougars and Mills go hand in hand. So the reality of it is, from that moment, AJ, I knew that we had made a mistake. But then as as we went along and I started to hear these little rumblings, I'm wearing my Elijah Moore jersey tonight for a reason. Because Elijah Moore came out last year. He was the, the probably the only player that was loud enough to say, yeah, this ain't it, right? No, it was packaged as Elijah Moore being selfish. We're on a five-game winning streak. How are you going to do this? But then what happened over time? Garrett Wilson joined the chorus. Sauce Gardner, all the young players started to say, no, we could do better than this, right? For me, when Josh Rosen's leadership was questioned, there was a point last season that Russell Wilson's leadership was questioned. Zach Wilson's leadership has been questioned all along the way. Whenever you're in a position like quarterback in National Football League and your leadership, and those locker room rumblings get loud, you lose me. Because they know that's a sport that you have to have those guys rallying behind that position if you wanna succeed.
2: Yeah, I, I, I mean I just just to kind of piggyback this a little bit. I can't stand I cannot stand Josh Wilson. And I've, I've been saying, I don't know if you remember thank saying you. this from day one, but I said, I, 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 I had a problem with the fact that right after he was drafted, instead of like just saying he's thank you, thankful for the opportunity to be drafted, first thing he said is, nah, there were nine mistakes, because he was actually the 10th tenth, tenth pick. He was saying that there were nine mistakes ahead of me and I'll make, I'll make sure that they all remember. Like, I like, bro, you, you, ain't, you ain't taken a snap yet. You ain't done anything. Just calm down. And then all you know, you get bounced around. Anyhow, enough about that, bum. <laughs> the second the second part of the Zach Wilson question was I was just saying so do you think y'all are going to let him see out this final year and then just release him? I will or, I will or say you this, think he gets cut before
1: that? I will say this. This is going back to the Joe Douglas statement as a GM. Joe Douglas found a way to get something for Sam Darnold when I never thought we were getting anything for Sam Darnold, and it was a second wrong pick. So I have to believe that somehow we are going to try to keep Wilson shelved. some team in this league will believe that they can really want to get something out of him just like Carolina did with Sam Darnold and somehow whether it's a fourth or a fifth we will probably turn Wilson because he's still young into some kind of draft pick for some team that says you know what let me get with him and we have a we'll have a chance so I've never given up on that because somehow these GMs find a way to get these teams to take these players Yeah, I can see that. Someone can be desperate enough. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, I I don't. The thing is, right now, it's really, really hard to to think of where he could possibly go. Because, yes, he is young. But that boy looked broken the last time we saw him. And the fact that he looked so broken is like, All of the teams that have been really looking for quarterbacks and shopping for quarterbacks are either in a position to draft one in this draft or they've already made a move to bring in a veteran and there's still veterans out here on the street looking for jobs. So I'm not so sure. I am not quite at the point where I think that he's going to be probably playing in the XFL in two seasons, but it's going to be difficult to see where he could possibly end up.
1: Let's just remember that AJ's team made Sam Darnold see ghosts on national TV, and we still found a way to get a second-round pick for that man from Carolina, so you never know. Let me also just add something as a follow-up on what AJ said, though, going back to the leadership point. This is why I also have my doubts about Kyler Murray because of the the members of his team who have also come out and spoken openly about his lack of leadership skills. So when I see that, I question, can this even work? Mm.
0: Yeah, I mean, Kelly Murray is the reason why, um, what's his name? My former head coach, uh, Sean Payton, if the rumors are to be believed, he's the reason why Sean Payton is a Denver and not in Arizona. So, yeah. I did not know that. There was a rumor that came out and said that Sean Payton said is it's not a quote, but someone who claims to have knowledge of the situation said that Sean Payton refused to take the Arizona job because he did not want to coach Kelly Murray. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. But so moving on from from one quarterback who you know continues to make all of the headlines for all kinds of various reasons. Now we have the other quarterback who just this week decided that he was going to let it be known that he had no interest in remaining where he's at and that is mr lamar jackson a letter to my fans jackson wrote on twitter i want to first thank you for thank you all for all of the love and support you constantly show towards me all of you are amazing and i appreciate y'all so much i want you all to know not to believe everything you read about me Let me personally answer your questions in regards to my future plans. As of March 2nd, I requested a trade from the Ravens organization for which the Ravens has not been interested in meeting my value. Any and everyone that has met me or been around me know I love the game of football and my dream is to help a team win the Super Bowl you all are great but I had to make a business decision that was best for my family and I no matter how far I go or where my career takes me I'll continue to be close to my fans of Baltimore flock nation and the entire state of Maryland you'll see me again trust so Mm-hmm. those were his words so AJ coming to you first on this one what do you make of Lamar Jackson's trade requests
2: ah uh, wow um this is, this is this is such a you know what I it, it I want Lamar Jackson to get paid I want him to be able to get a contract I think he deserves a big contract I don't think he deserves or will get what he wants And I really bemoan the fact that this man has no agent. Lamar Jackson is not at that stage in his career where he should be representing himself or a family member should be representing him. Save that for after you have enough years under your belt. With regards to this entire trade situation, (sighs) if he really wants out, it may be in Baltimore's best interest to get him out since they don't seem to want to pay him. They, They let him... They gave him a little slack on the lease to, to go out there to potentially test the market, basically to, to let him see, like, look, nobody's gonna pay you this, so just come back home. But with him making this public knowledge now, it may just be best to move to move him on. And um, there should be the I find it so nonsensical. A number of teams are coming out and saying that they're not going to go in that direction or whatever the case is. I know in certain cases, it's not like they're just releasing statements like. I think only one or two franchises actually did that. I know in, in, in a lot of cases, it's like people being asked, like head coaches and GMs being asked, yeah, what about Lamar Jackson? And then they're responding like that. But the, the, the lack of neutrality in their responses is, is disgustingly shocking. I, I, because my, my preferred destination for him, that I would say is, I'd, I'd, why the hell are the Washington commanders saying that they won't go after Lamar Jackson? To play who? Sam Howell? <laughs> I, I won't even get into that in, in great detail now, but I would just say, like, I, I think for Baltimore, if, if this is his wish, like, for Lamar, get, get Lamar out of there. Like, let him trade one Maryland stadium for another, and, and he could stay in and in, in move from, from the wire area to the DMV. Let him stay there, but Washington should be going after him. I, I, I don't know why they wouldn't, and, and honestly – I don't know if, again, this, this also seems like a situation that's about to come to an end between him and the Ravens. It, I think this has, has been dragging on for way too long. Now, I don't know if I, personally, if I see a way back. And I was one of the ones that was being optimistic, saying that I feel like they'll get this deal worked out. I was, I was wrong about that at this point. I, what I'll say is, well, I don't know if I'm wrong as yet. What I will say is I've changed my mind on that. I do not think at this point that it gets worked out. I think Lamar Jackson has to leave the Ravens, and I think the Ravens should at this point try to move on.
0: you, well, Ricky, do you think that that is the case? Yeah, I, I
1: mean, the art of negotiation is at play here, no question. Um, good evening to Le- Delano Brown. See, the, the irony of Lamar being cheap, actually costing him money. <laughs> That's an <laughs> ironic statement. But I think in this case, I, I agree with AJ, Reed the agent, only because at least an agent can find one or two other suitors and put some pressure on the Ravens. The Ravens actually d- don't have to blink right now. So if this is a you know if this is roulette, yes, they spin it in the barrel, and they know that it's gonna go click. They know that nothing is gonna fire right now because you don't have another suitor. Um, they're in lazy challenge for Lamar. I will say this though: this Ravens franchise disrespected Lamar in the draft because remember they they drafted the end before they drafted Lamar in that draft. He won MVP, and now he's allowing them to disrespect him publicly. Again, at some point, Lamar and his camp have to value Lamar. Um, Unfortunately, no, the rest of the league is also disrespecting him publicly. How do we have a QB in his mid-20s having won an MVP, having the win-loss record that Lamar has, and you are struggling to find suitors, Um, in a league where half the teams in the league need a quality quarterback. This does not make logical sense. So for me, I think that Lamar's challenge here is that if you cannot find at least one other team to be interested in you, then all the leverage still resides with the Ravens. I do think, unlike AJ in this sense, I do think the Ravens will end up signing him. I think he will go back to them as we like to say under protests. And I think you're going to see the worst professional season from Lamar because his head is not going to be there. His heart is not going to be there for this team. And then ultimately, I think you will see a trade because at that point, then the Ravens will realize, well, if we go, I don't know, seven and 10 with this guy, not fully bought in and motivated, you already have so many wide receivers complaining about um, the general manager, uh, Bateman complaining about the GM There was another player on the Ravens that complained as as well. So I do think that the Ravens are going to pay the price probably this season by having a demotivated QB who will eventually probably sign because he really doesn't have a choice right now. And then they'll be forced to trade it. So
0: Kirk has said in the chat, Mr. Johnson, see Le'Veon Bell tread carefully with this kind of strategy. I think Lamar needs to understand that he has little to no leverage. Um, To the point that you were just making Ricky with regards to the wide receivers, the joke out there on the street is that they saw that Lamar saw Nelson Aguilar get signed and then he immediately <laughs> sent in his trade request. Um I am not here to sir. I'm that? not here to disparage Mr Nelson Aguilar. We have He's all seen the meme door door door. We've all seen the meme that Catching has babies. been going around. Yeah. And, yeah, that is not Nelson Aguilar. And we know why AJ has the the level of vitriol in his heart towards (laughs) Mr. Aguilar that he does. But to be fair to Lamar, I don't think that he is as without leverage as, as you guys may consider. Because Lamar knows that at the end of the day, just like all of us, Well, not just all of us, but for many people, you know, who aren't self-employed, our skill set, our abilities is what creates the leverage for us. And especially when you're dealing with a closed environment like the NFL, where such a premium is placed on the quarterback position. And then you look at the Baltimore Ravens, who have done everything in their power to create a unique offense built around the skill set of their quarterback. However, that the <laughs> yeah, Brown has just derailed my train of thought because.
1: wrong doing, is he late right now?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's an Aguilar agent favorite. Brown, get out. Get out. Closely followed by Nikhil Harry. So, only your friends here. Only true. your friends, boy. So, in relation to the, I'm glad that he, he brought me back to this wide receiver point because when you look at the wide receiver core that has been put around Lamar Jackson for the majority of his career, that can only be described as a direction of duty. They have not really gotten a number one receiver for him. And in some cases, a lot of the receivers that they had could barely be considered a credible number two these will be guys that would be good in someone's slot or being the fourth receiver if they decide to go wide but they're not necessarily the guy that you would look at like a Devontae adams like a, a dk metcalf like those kinds of players and while it is it may be fair to say that because lamar has been so good for them they have not been The team has not been so bad that they will be able to get like a a Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase because those guys went at the top of the draft. You can still get very good receivers early in the second round and you might get a good one or two in later rounds as well. The Ravens haven't done that. Mark Andrews had to play the, the ex receiver because they had nobody to put out there. So when you look at what they have done, they have built this roster around Lamar's ability but primarily his ability to run and to run the ball and when he wants to play a quarterback he has nobody to throw the ball to now we get to this point Lamar is looking at what they have done and said well really and truly you guys can't do anything without me because we had the Tyler Huntley experience last season when I was injured for how many ever weeks. He has shown that he is a lesser version of me. He is the great value version of <laughs> Lamar Jackson. He is the... He is the... Um, the, 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 the Kirkland? Yeah, he's the Kirtland <laughs> version of Lamar Jackson. He is the, the budget Frosted Flakes. He's not the Kellogg's. You, you get my point. He is not going to be able to take you where you want to go, regardless of if he was in the Pro Bowl last season or not. I mean, know he was a pro bowler because everybody else was either hurt or just not going. So what are we going to do, Ravens, if we don't have Lamar? We are painting ourselves into a corner. Are, are we going to say that we're just punting on the next season? I I can't see that that would be a good idea, especially if you could just give the man some more money and let him sign and be happy.
1: Let me let me just add though, Ken. There's a certain amount of games that Lamar could sit out. Coming back to the point that Kurt Applewhite made about the Le'Veon Bell situation, Lamar could sit out a certain amount of games. Report, and then still have his eligibility in terms of pension and so on and it was still come as a year served um based on the amount of games he played i i believe melvin gordon did this when he was at odds with the chargers one season where he missed six or seven games showed up then um around week seven or eight and then played the rest of the season that is also it's not something that's in conversation right now but i saw today that that is an option that he could he could pursue as well if he really wants to send a message but look, i've had enough of you guys but i will show up just in time so that this still counts as a year um in in terms of his career and in terms of getting the check associated with you know with the franchise tag and
2: to be fair right ken i'm not saying that lamar does not have leverage I think he's putting himself in a precarious position based on the sort of guaranteed money that he wants. That's what's scaring everyone away. The, and, and, and this is where to me, this is why I mentioned the agent point because Ricky, Ricky also um, responded to my comment by mentioning like the agent would be able to find other suitors and whatnot. But the job of an agent as well is to act as that intermediary to have all, the, all of these discussions. Lamar Jackson coming off of the first contract, there, there's no team in the NFL that's going to offer you the, the sort of money that you want personally. That's where the agent comes in as the intermediary, as that third party, to be able to, to, to do the back and forth dance with them because they might offer something well below what you want. But you, as the individual, if you're the one in 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 um in, in what am I saying? You're the, the one rooms, that's in, in the conversation. No, if, if you as a player are the one that's in contact, sorry, right. like basically in contact with the front office about this and whatnot, it, it would seem insulting to you. But if you have a, a, an agent there, then the agent is the one and, and they part know. Part of the
1: process, yes. Exactly. Yes.
2: They know that that is all a part of the process. Uh, the agent will be, all right, you know you, know you can't give this man. Out. That's way too low. Look at the market. <laughs> look at this and that. And then they do the back and forth dance, and then the agent finds the best deal for his client. I think I think I honestly believe this is where he's missing out. That is where he's missing out. And and at this point, it, do you like sit out like Ricky suggested? Do you like know that you made it public that that you requested a trade? Like where where do you go from here? I I, I think it is that Lamar actually holds more leverage than we realize. But he I don't think he's necessarily handling the situation, his situation to the best. Uh, given I I don't know who's advising the guy, but I. I, I just don't think he's handling the situation the best he could actually have the most leverage here but the way that he's handled the situation thus far him and his mama and whoever else they, they're not making they're putting themselves in in a precarious situation or putting him in a precarious situation within this league and it's just not working so it's not like so again it's not that he doesn't have leverage he, he's he's essentially almost like trying to to wipe the leverage off of the surface that the leverage that he could have it's like he's trying to wipe it away himself
0: yeah kirk said in, in the chat that no matter how good lamar is and he's very good what he's asking for the owners absolutely do not want to have happen the league doesn't want hefty guaranteed contracts and even to that point his general manager kirk, is a Colts fan I'm not sure if you wanted me to tell everybody that, but he's a course fan. Um, Jim Irsay came out today and said that he just does not believe in having big guaranteed contracts. The NFL trails far behind the NBA in that regard, and the NBA is probably looking at everything that's been happening in the NFL and saying, um, not even just in the NFL, but in their own league where players have these massive, fully guaranteed contracts, and then turn up to work every so often, or show up to work and then say my back is hurting. So um, you see an agent would
2: be able to advise and say, bro, I know you want to get this kind of money, but there's no team that's going to give you this much guaranteed.
0: Yeah, and but the interesting thing is too, we are, we are hearing that Lamar wants this, Lamar wants that, but we've actually not heard from Lamar because True. there's no agent to come out and say, True. I want $200 million guaranteed. Mm-hmm. We, we we don't know what that number is, but we do know that it is rumored because even the Rivers have not come out on record and said it, but it is rumored that they were offering $133 million. And that is probably part of the reason why things are not working out. Now, Delano, he's saying that Lamar Watts can't with Mama Jackson, so he's never getting his just due. Because agents hold with owners because of relationships and basic respect. And the relationship part of it is very, very key. We've been talking I'm about saying. it on um, in our WhatsApp chats that, you know, most of the the, um, the jobs that we see in the NFL are done based on relationships. And right now, the best relationship that Lamar would have had is with the Ravens organization and that – he is currently setting fire to that bridge absolutely so now the let's play devil's advocate if lamar actually is traded where could he go who do you think regardless of the amount like salary wise where do you think he could go ricky i give you first crack at that one
1: atlanta comes to mind um because they're one that when you look at the salary cap, if we want to believe that that the cap is real, um Atlanta comes certainly comes to mind. Um I I've seen the Colts and Commanders mentioned. I know the commanders certainly are not there right now in terms of cap space, so that may not be a reality. But Atlanta and the Colts are certainly the two that are often mentioned because they could do the, the, um, the gymnastics, the cap gymnastics that your Saints often do, Ken. Um, and, <laughs> and those two teams certainly could make it happen based on, on cap space, converting some players to sign in bonuses, et cetera. So those are the two that, just based on the numbers, made sense. Commanders, you want to believe, um, but they would have to do a lot based on their cap position. Another team that actually could do it, but they probably wouldn't, ironically, would be the Houston Texans because they could pull it off as well. Because of their position in the draft, we all assume that they'll just take a rookie QB. But they're another team that could do it if they wanted a, uh I saw the point made that if Houston had their eyes set on one particular QB in this draft and Carolina was to take that QB for some reason, it's not out of the realm of possibility that Houston can still. I don't really want any of these other guys, and engage in that kind of conversation. But the two more realistic options would be the Falcons and the Colts.
0: Well, were you AJ? Do you have any other names to add?
2: Yeah, well, I've already showed my hand on this, and I really feel like it should be the Commanders. And I, I get what Ricky's saying, but I mean, based on some other stuff that I saw as I tried to look this up a little bit, it seems like they should have more cap space going into next year. Plus they're in a position where they have picks that they can't trade because they probably won't be able to turn those picks into a quarterback like in the draft this season. They need a quarterback. It's as simple as that. They have the, the I mean, well, we know how they've been doing, like trying to build a defense and whatnot recently. They have some studs on the defense. Offensively, there they are studs there as well. The One thing we've been bemoaning is, is the lack of, of um, wideout help that, that um, playmakers in that wideout position that Lamar, that Baltimore have not surrounded Lamar with. Can't have that excuse in Washington. You have two young guys in, in Jahan Dodson and um, Terry McLaurin, Scary Terry, and I feel like there's somebody else that I could be forgetting at this point. But you at least have those two young guys. Listen... Uh, like I said before, I don't understand what all this furore is about coming out and saying that you're not going to enter the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes. And nah, 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 like you, need a you need a quarterback. With, with these t- sorts of guys on the roster, with the way your division is set up, why, why now would you be wanting to start Sam Howell? <laughs> That's not, hmm. that, that doesn't make sense. It's not going to happen. Like I said, based on some projections that I've seen, they should be in a better position cap-wise to be able to facilitate. I don't, if I remember, do, like, do they have any big contracts on the roster even? I mean, probably scary terry Defensively,
1: Washington, AJ, Washington are the worst team, number 32, in terms of available cap space as of today.
2: All right, I didn't see them that low, but all right. Yeah, they're
1: they're they're thirty second. They have three million dollars in available cap space. So
0: they're it. even worse than my Saints. Wow, that's <laughs> tough.
1: But they had to make. They, they need to make something happen, uh.
0: Yeah, my Saints. As as you have mentioned, my Saints every year we are strapped against the cap. I honestly think that we need a year. We just need one year where we have zero talent. We will get the number one pick in the draft and just go again. The year after that, but Mickey Loomis, he is the wizard, he's the cat wizard. He probably is the best cat manipulator in the league because every season we have no cat space and then we still sign people. So I don't know who he gets that done. Um, no,
2: Washington might need him for a little bit because they need to make this happen.
0: Now, nah, if they can, once so if they can, tell somebody off of my staff, they can. Take I know you can say, head.
2: I knew it was gonna be that,
0: <laughs> <Tell me how laughs> it. I knew that was coming. <laughs> So there, there's others though that are names that are being mentioned. Um, AJ, your Patriots, your Patriots have been mentioned as a possible landing spot for the Um Robert Kraft, he told he told reporters that really truly in no Bill. way, in no way, he says up to Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, <laughs> the minute, the minute he says
1: up to Bill, AJ, and everybody in the Patriots Nation <laughs> know exactly what he is saying. Yeah, yeah, that ain't going to happen. I ain't going to happen. It's not <laughs> playing with my emotions. and we, We're more likely to
2: sign Zach Wilson than we are. Uh, um, Lamar Jackson. That's pretty, that's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we can probably pick you up after you got it, you know. Watch mm-hmm. and see.
0: So then another team that has been mentioned repeatedly is the Miami Dolphins, who I honestly think that they should be considering this because Tua Tango is literally one more headshot away from retirement you cannot be putting all of your faith into it to stay fit because he up to this point unfortunately i guess you have to say through no fault of his own has been unable to do so he's playing a violent game and clearly he is not physically built to absorb the kind of punishment that he is but mike mcdonald has said dolphins are absolutely not sorry mcdaniel has said dolphins are absolutely not in pursuit I don't know what he's thinking. No, Kurt has said that he would love him at the courts. I can understand why you say that, Kurt. I honestly I was when I saw that Lamar Jackson had put in this, this trade request. I was like, damn, if the Saints didn't pick up Derek Kerr already, I would have loved that too. However, we we definitely can't be in it now because, you know, Derek Kerr has a no he has a um a no trade clause. So it's not like if we can say, Hey, Derek, how would you like to play at Baltimore? He's not going, so that's not going to happen. You see, Mr. Loki joining us the first thing he says, Come to the bay. That's also not going to happen. It would be unfair if it were to happen based on how Shanahan, when he doesn't get in his own way, how many QBs the bear want? All how many QBs the bear want? Oh, clearly, all. <laughs> But I mean, speaking of the Bay and QBs, that is exactly where we're headed next. Because interestingly enough, Mr. Carl Shanahan has come out and said that Trey Lance. Trey well, Loki says life isn't fair. Because <laughs> I said that it wouldn't be fair for, for him to go over there. But Trey Lance, well, I shouldn't say Trey Lance, Trey Lance was conspicuous by his absence in the comments that were made by his head coach. He said that at this point in time, we would have to say Brock Purdy is penciled in as a starter. And then he made mention of bringing in Sam Darnold in case Purdy is not able to go at the beginning of the season. So,
1: mm.
0: I know we said that Erod was out, Lamar Jackson was out, so is Trey Lance
1: out? Go ahead. I, I, I will say this, gentlemen. There is absolutely no reason for the 49ers to make that statement on the 27th of March. Is there? Was there any reason to say that? No. Okay. At all. So, the minute that you're choosing to use that media forum to make that statement, I took it to mean that you are trying to light some kind of fire of motivation under Trey Lance because there's no reason for you to make that statement. You've now put pressure on Purdy in the healing process. You know you're turning up the, the fire on Lance now to get his act together. So that's the only reason I could see that statement being made. I mean, how oh, you even allow Sam Darnell, to enter the conversation, <laughs> right? So I take that as a motivational ploy, because at the end of the day, Kyle Shanahan is the one who gave up significant draft capital to move up into position to take a QB who we believed it was going to be Matt Jones and then surprise us on draft night and take Trey Lance. So Kyle Shanahan has Trey Lance now tied to him and Kyle Shanahan is on the clock for being able to get to these NFC title games and not go on to the Super Bowl and win the thing, certainly in his time at the Bay. So I think Kyle Shanahan is saying, listen, I put my head on the block for you. I can turn up the screws here, but I don't I don't take the Brock Purdy statement as a genuine statement in March when you know that this young man is at least three, four months away from healing and even being able to contemplate stepping back onto the field. So I think that's more a statement of lighting a fire under Lance than it is anything else.
0: So Loki says that he thought it was weird for Lynch to say that about Lance. Cole, however, said Lance still has an opportunity to regain his starter spot. We shall see. What about you, AJ? What do you think about this situation? What, what's going to happen here with Lance?
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll just continue, um, pick up where Ricky left off and kind of like piggyback on one thing he said, because I agree with what he said. I think it's more just to light a fire on the tree Lance. Um, I mean, granted, as you, as you pointed out, Ken, Shanahan is the reason why a tree Lance might be injured. <laughs> but um all, all of us all, all of a sudden the pressure is on him to as when he gets back from this injury to be the best version of himself immediately but i do think that this starting position is still Trey Lance's until he proves otherwise like the injury is one thing but and we know that he was taking like a he was taking basically the time that a rookie needs to, to basically adapt to that offense. Like not everybody is going to come in and hit the ground running. So I don't think he's necessarily proven that he's a bust as yet or anything like that. So I, I, I see no reason why they would give up on him at this point when they prioritized moving up in the draft to get him. That's, that's what I was saying. at Even at the end of the season when Brock Purley was in all his glory, um, <laughs> yeah, Loki. Ken and I, Ken and I, were having that discussion, and he, he he did point that out. Um, yeah, at this position, is still three lances to lose at this point, in my opinion.
0: So in the chat, Loki said that Kurt is the reason all our quarterbacks get injured. I'll be right back to that in a second. Um, <laughs> Kurt says that the real winner here is is uh, point star Jimmy, who is who was left for pastures new. Taking a big payday and going over to Vegas. But getting back to Kyle Shanahan and these quarterbacks that like he keeps getting hurt every season. Cause, well, before I say that, uh, Brown says that Trey Lance is on the clock this season for me. Well,
2: I would disagree with that. But he, I, I agree with you, Brown. Yeah, I, I I do agree. But he the starter spot is still his, though.
0: So, here's my thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I can, I can come back to it in a little bit of a roundabout way. But you see these head coaches that get these ridiculously long contracts and big contract extensions, they get a little bit too comfortable and they start doing a lot of foolishness. And look at John Gooden, for example. John Gooden had a hundred million ten year contract, right? And every year, Gruden seemed like if he wanted to find new ways to lose games because he was doing all kinds of foolishness. You would see, we would see something is working and all of a sudden he would decide, well, I'm supposed to be Chucky, you know, I'm the one that's supposed to make this thing happen. So I'm going to try to make something happen here and then it doesn't work. And then they lose the game and everybody's looking at him like, what were you doing? And he's like, well, you know, I still got nine years left for this contract, so it's not a gift to confirm me. What? I mean, I would have to really like start cursing people and getting misogynistic and racist and, and everything for somebody to fire me. Otherwise, I'm gonna be good. I mean, little the did we you know that he was gonna do the all that other stuff to get himself fired. No, I come back no to Mr. Carl Shanahan. Carl Shanahan, I, I mean, for those who are not with us on WhatsApp, there was a very spread conversation that occurred just earlier this week between AJ another member of our chat, which I, I just got the popcorn because <laughs> yeah. when we were talking about these head coaches and how these head coaches often demonstrate that they're actually not good at their jobs. And Kyle Shanahan is one of them who is showing us that he's probably not as good as we think he is because you cannot tell me that if the strength of your team is running the football, and you have brought in a brand-new, shiny running back to run the football, then you will have your quarterback being put in harm's way in the manner that he does all the time. Trey Lance, well, Loki says that Trey Lance has time, but as the number two quarterback. I mean, we shall see if he will be the number one or the number two or even the number three when the season starts. But Trey Trey Lance looks Relatively slight in quarterback terms. He is not built like a big bang. He's not built like a um, a Josh Allen. So why is trainers running quarterback power up the middle when all of the big men are there? This is how he's been injured two seasons in a row. You would think that the head coach would Understand that you cannot do these things with a man that is so slight get somebody bigger if you want to run quarterback power But he continues to do it. I know That puts us in a position that we are going to question if Trey Lance is the answer at quarterback. Listen, let them cut him. Let them continue to mess this up. He is not going to have the problem that Lamar Jackson is finding right now to find another job. Somebody is going to snap him up with the quickness. He is going to be somewhere else, looking like the quarterback that they thought he might have been when he was drafted, I think it was number two overall.
2: Three, wasn't
0: it? Or number three. When they gave up all of that draft capital to get up there and pick him up. Because Shanahan right now, I just looked at his contract as in a 2025. That's not time to play around anymore. Which is probably why he's saying that brought Purdy, who we were able to see much longer last season, is going to be the one that he has penciled in as starter. Because we've not been able to see much of Lance. Lance has played all of what, three games? Not even a full three games. He's probably played nine quarters in his NFL career, if so many, over the three years that he's been in the league. He has been hurt every single year, and that is Uncle Shanahan. So I want to see what they're going to do with this young man because I believe that he has the skill set, he has the ability to be something in the NFL but it probably is not either going to be in San Francisco or is not going to be in San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan.
2: Wait, this is Trey, you mean? Yes. Okay, okay.
0: There's no way, that not the way how this has been going because you would think that Trey Lance would have been the missing piece. He has the big arm, he has the mobility. I mean, a la Mr. Colin Kaepernick, maybe? He's, You would think that they would be able to make something happen. And they have not. Because their quarterback is getting hurt because, again, of the dereliction of duty shown by his head coach. It's constant. So I don't know why San Francisco fans, you know, would be so enthused with Shanahan at this point because he is just doing too much nonsense for me. All right, so, now we, we talked about Rodgers, we talked about Jackson, we talked about Lance. And Ricky, I know there was talk too that your Jets may have decided to backtrack on this Aaron Rodgers um, sweepsteak and try to get in on Lamar Jackson, because, I mean, why not? You guys out there are not showing that you really have much of a plan. So, <laughs> Do you think, is there any possibility that they do this or be, or be too far down the road now for any kind of backtracking to happen?
1: I think once the the price was put on the table for Lamar of two first-round picks, I think there are teams, if, if you think that you're close to competing and for whatever reason the Jets believe that, the two first-round picks are not going to be an attractive option for a team like the jets because we still have an offensive line to fix we still have pieces to add if we really believe that we can win double digit games and say contend in the playoffs so i think that's probably the reason because the two first round picks were set as a compensation if you are a team that thinks you have a year or two to continue to develop then you could consider it the fact that these teams have been so vocal however in saying no not us no no interest over here um I doubt very much that the Jets would, would entertain it. Uh our, our GM was asked about it yesterday. He didn't entertain it. So I don't see I don't see us going in that direction. I think as you guys were saying earlier, Woody Johnson has his eyes set on that number twelve. Um out of Wisconsin, and there's no other QB appearing in his in his glasses right now but, but Aaron Rodgers.
0: Well, I know it was, Berto. In your favor, is the fact that there is less compensation being asked for now than Far what enough. we were hearing initially. Because if it was going to be the equivalent, you know, the initial thought was Green Bay would have expected to get something along the lines of a Russell Wilson deal. And if it's a Russell Wilson deal, you better have Trey and go and get Lamar Jackson. Correct. But if that is not the case, then. I guess. Yeah, I, I
1: think the Diva acted up just enough that Green Bay wants him gone just as badly as we want to get him. So that's the only thing that worked in our favor.
0: Okay, understood. Well, that is a great spot for us to bring this episode to a close. We plan to talk about this quarterbacks, and that is what we have done. My father always had this, um, this saying that the, when you are delivering a speech, you get up. You speak up and then you shut up. So
1: yeah. So now,
0: now it is time for us to take our leave. We thank you guys for being with us, being active in the chat and spending some time with us tonight. As always, we remind you to like this video, subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so that you will be with us the next time that we are here. Thank you again very much, Ricky, for being with us today. Anytime. We- Yes, we enjoyed having you with us. And who knows what happens in this crazy NFL offseason between now and next week. So, as always, that is AJ. He is the Green. I am Ken. I am the beige, And we will see you next time.